G'day, g'day! Welcome to Inside the Spine. My name is Lex, and you're about to listen to a book review. I hope you're having a good day, evening, or wherever in time you happen to be when you listen to this podcast. Welcome back to any returning listeners, and howdy to any new ones. Before we get started, Go grab some water, grab a tea, coffee, hot chocolate, or whatever your drink of preference is, and settle in as we review Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Lex from the future here, just jumping in to give a quick warning on Daisy Jones and the Six. It deals with some harsh and complicated topics. There is a whole host of potential triggers in there. There is a trigger list online. Please, 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 if you haven't read the book and you want to, please go and read those trigger warnings before you pick up Daisy Jones and the Six. For this podcast, the main things I'm going to make reference to are most likely going to be the drug and alcohol addiction and abuse and the abortion and miscarriage involved. That's about it. But please, 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 I cannot say this enough. If you have not read the book and you have not checked those trigger warnings, please go and read that trigger warning list before you read Daisy Jones and the Six. Let's get back into the review. Daisy Jones and the Six is my first five-star review this year. This is for many reasons, which I'll reveal as we go, but we finally have an official top spot five-star review under our belts now. Taylor Jenkins Reid is an absolute mastermind. I honestly think that she's a genius. Her characters feel real and raw. She allowed them to be messy and flawed and even unlikable at points, but damn did that make them feel human. The story had me hooked from the first page right until the end. I love that she included song lyrics in the back too. I cannot get over how much this book spoke to me. The cover is phenomenal. I don't usually like covers with real people on them, which I've mentioned in a previous episode, I'm pretty sure, but Daisy Jones is another exception to that rule. This cover encapsulates everything the book is about so well. It's sexy, it's 70s, it feels kind of like what I'd imagine a trip feels like, if that makes any sense at all. There's just something so enticing about it, and I can't explain why. It's very Daisy Jones. It draws you in. The moment I saw the book was set out like an interview, I didn't think I'd like it at all, and I was prepared to really struggle through it, but I absolutely loved it. What a clever way to get different perspectives on a situation straight away, without having to remember what was said 20 pages before. Each character had a distinct voice, and despite jumping between these voices, it was very easy to follow. The storyline itself screamed rock and roll in the 70s. Sex, drugs, the music, all of it. Reed did such an incredible job creating this environment and telling the most interesting story possible. I was interested in every single part and moment and just wanted to keep devouring this book. I would love nothing more than to take a masterclass with Reed on character building and development. She's just a genius when it comes to creating complex and flawed characters. A lot of the characters did things that I didn't agree with throughout, but I still wanted to root for them anyway. Reed understands that characters, like people, can and should be flawed. Nobody needs to be perfect, 
In fact, perfection is impossible. What matters is the willingness to try. Well, we've reached the point where I tell you to get out of here if you don't want any spoilers. Come back later once you've read or finished reading the book. Now let's get chatting. I have so much more that I want to say. In case it wasn't obvious, every aspect of this book received a five-star rating. The cover, the writing, the storyline, the characters, each element just worked so well for me that I had to rate them all as highly as I could. If I was giving more than five stars on reviews, I would have. I managed to cover my thoughts on both the cover and the writing without any spoilers, so I can dive straight into the storyline. I'm going to reiterate how much I love this story and how interested I was in every single aspect. Billy struggles to stay sober, Karen and Graham's conflicting ideas about their futures, Daisy's complete and utter self-destructive behaviour, Eddie's slowly increasing dislike for Billy and the way he was handling the band, Warren and Pete attempting to just keep the peace as much as possible. Each part served to tell the story without feeling like it was bogging it down. Let's move on to the five-star characters, starting with our titular character, Daisy Jones. She's complicated. She's messy. She's a reminder that no matter how shit things might feel right now, if you keep pushing through, the days can and will get better. I got angry at her for her decisions. I felt sorry for her. I laughed with her. I loved her. For me, Daisy Jones is a perfectly flawed character. And that's why I loved her so much. What can I say about Billy Dunn? His determination to stay on the right track and his self-control to stay clean, mostly, despite the environments and people he often surrounded himself with, was admirable. We see in many moments throughout his struggle with alcohol and substance abuse and how hard he finds it to make the right choices here. Reed does a really good job portraying how recovery is less of a straight line and more of a slippery slope that you need to be aware of and often have to work for every single day. It's also interesting to see Billy's clear love and devotion for Camilla, despite this being very complex and complicated in the way it intertwined with his love and connection for and with Daisy. Speaking of Camilla, she was a far better woman than I am. I'm not sure if, in the same circumstances, I could have stood by Billy the way she did. She was more than fair when it came to Daisy, and her willingness to help and push Billy to be better and stay on track was incredible. Camilla is the perfect example of a strong female character. Her moment at the end of the book where she helps Daisy and then asks her to leave was amazing. I couldn't believe how calm she was the entire time, and how much benefit of the doubt she gave to Daisy and the fact that she was rooting for her to get clean and to take care of herself in spite of everything. I have a lot of respect for Camilla. Moving on to Karen and Graham. They are the perfect example of two people in a relationship wanting entirely different things out of their futures. Graham was almost desperate for children. He wanted a family and couldn't understand how Karen didn't want the same thing. Karen couldn't see herself with kids. She knew if she ever were to have any, it would come at the expense of her career to take care of them. That was just what was expected at the time. And she wasn't prepared to do that, and rightly didn't want to give up on her career and dreams. Both of them handled the situation in their own ways. 
I was proud of Karen for making such a hard and brave decision that in the end was the right call for her. And despite Graham not being fair about the situation, his reaction was human. Something Reed was very good at doing, making her characters feel human and real. Finding out at the very end that the person conducting the interview was Billy and Camilla's daughter, Julia, was completely mind-blowing. It added this extra layer of personal connection and an additional weight to the whole story. Knowing this right at the end means that this whole story has been told by an entirely unreliable narrator. There isn't a world I can imagine where Billy and Daisy were completely honest about everything that happened between them while talking to Julia. It makes us as readers rethink every piece of information we've been given, and I cannot wait to go back and reread the book with this lens. Now it's time for some memorable quotes. There's quite a few, so I'll try and do a semi-speedy run, but we'll see how that goes. The first one is from page 66, and it's a Billy quote. You're never not yourself. You're always you. It's just sometimes who you are, who you are as a shitty person. I love how self-aware this quote is from Billy. He's acknowledging the fact that, yeah, he did some shitty things and he can't blame anybody else but himself because it was still him. He still did those things. And I like how self-aware this quote is. The next quote is from page 86. Someone who insists on the perfect conditions to make art isn't an artist. They're an asshole. I can't remember who says this in the book, but I remember reading it and going, I have to write that down, I have to write that down. It's so true. In my job, I have worked with a couple of people and I've heard about a couple of people who insist on a lot of different things because of who they are and because of the job they're in. It doesn't make you cool or an artist or whatever you think it makes you. The quote is right. It just makes you an asshole. If you're going to be a dickhead to people, it doesn't matter who you are. It just means you're a dickhead. The next quote is from page 132, and it's a Daisy quote. Music can dig. It can take a shovel to your chest and just start digging until it hits something. I love this quote because, for me, it makes so much sense. Music has always been able to do that to me. It has always been able to make me feel so many different emotions, and I think a quote like this is the perfect way to describe that. The next quote is from page 213, and it's a Billy quote. Confidence is being okay being bad, not being okay being good. This really changed my perspective when I read this. I mean, in hindsight, it makes sense. You have to be okay with being bad, otherwise you're always going to be worried about getting it right and being good. And I absolutely will take this quote with me in terms of performance, probably for the rest of my life. It's a really, really great quote. The next quote is from page 304, and it is a daisy quote, short and simple. It says, dream big, little bird. Now, this is what Daisy writes for young fans when they want something signed, and I think it's really sweet. Um, it's telling kids, you know, dream big, have those dreams, chase those dreams. You're allowed to have big dreams and big goals. That's okay. Let yourself have them and let yourself work towards them. The last one is from page 362 and it's a Camilla quote. Don't count yourself out this early. You're all sorts of things you don't even know yet. I loved this quote so much. It's 
so true. If you count yourself out, if you tell yourself you can't do something, if you walk away before you've really given anything a chance, you'll never find out what you could have done. There are so many things that you can be and that you are and that you will be that if you walk away, you'll never know. To sort of wrap up my final thoughts on Daisy Jones and the Six, I completely believe that Taylor Jenkins Reid is just a damn mastermind in writing. She managed to create these messy, complex characters without making them feel irredeemable. Daisy Jones and the Six is a book that will stick with me for a very, very long time and has definitely altered me in some way. It spoke to something in my soul, and when art can do that, well, it's worth all the stars I can give it. Little reminder that if you want a playlist that fits the vibes to listen to while you're reading this book, head on over to my Instagram review where there'll be a link to a playlist I created on Spotify. Well, that is it from me. Maybe when I come back around and read this one again, I might do another review. Maybe we haven't finished with Daisy Jones quite yet. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. I hope you enjoyed this review of Daisy Jones and the Six. Have a lovely rest of your day or evening. Take care of yourselves, drink some water, get some sleep, be safe, and I will see you next time on Inside the Spine.